Hello and welcome. My name is Paweł Piwos and you are listening to Last Week in IT, the weekly podcast. Together with my fantastic co-hosts, Jakub Siwiecki and Jan Mazurek, we'll give you our perspectives on recent news, events, announcements and many more. And we do it in our own style. Join us and enjoy the show. Hello, and this is our sixth episode of our podcast where we explore the SysOps DevOps report. And this time we will talk about recruitment. And uh, this is a very important part of the whole uh, life in the IT market, in the whole market, really, because this is the moment where we uh, touch the company and company, well, I know how it sounds, but touches us, right, for the first time. And uh, we need to learn more. We need to uh, present ourselves. We need to be part of the process, sometimes tough, sometimes annoyed, sometimes um, even nice. I was well, in that why are you of saying process. that we need? We, we don't need. Um, well, but, but well. the thing is, if you if you ever want to change a job, right, you need to participate in this beauty pageant. Look at me! I'm so beautiful! I'm so pretty! I'm so smart! I'm the best candidate. Yeah, I'm the best Ooh. one. Why? Because I say so, right? Yeah, exactly. um, so the, yeah, that's uh, yeah. We, we don't need right, but uh, I think if if we talk about our parents, for example, right, they were in the one place for many, many, many years, and I think that was like a general in the previous years but now the market is very dynamic very um explosive sometimes right we have a lot of new companies some companies are closed very quickly we can think about startups they those are like a ephemeral uh, institutions right so they are here and then they just are closed because it didn't work, right? Um, so on this market, the dynamics is very, very, very high. That's why we also need to be dynamic here. So, yeah, maybe so you don't need to, but you will be forced to. Just uh, a constant uh, way of, of, of being on the market. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you but know, it's also you know there is there is a funny thing I heard uh, an interesting quote uh, about uh, loyalty for the employer that you know in Poland you are a loyal employee if you work five years for the same company right but for example in South Korea you are a loyal employee if your grandfather worked there the, the entire life your father worked their entire life and you worked there already for twenty years then you are identified as a loyal. Employee. Of course, potential it's just candidate for to be to be loyal, right? Yeah, that's um, like a, yeah, that's, that's but... true. And what what is loyalty in this case? Uh, right. Good, good that you mentioned this because uh, I'm just looking at um, SysOps DevOps uh, report and I see um, when there is a question, um, what irritates you uh, most when it comes to recruitment process, and the first answer is lack of feedback and uh, i need to i i will be honest uh it irritates me as well as uh, someone who uh, I, I did many recruitment processes um in my in my career and i always that was like i i felt that this is like some kind of like dignity like like i i must answer each person um because uh, i i could be on a place like anytime 
And I believe um, that when I'm a, uh, a candidate, this is something that I would like to know as well, like of any kind of feedback. Yeah, and but if you get like if you get hundreds of you know recruitment letters or like uh, letters of intent, right? Will you be able to reply to a hundred candidates? Hey, come on! Nowadays you have systems, even like if like just click one click and everything is done. Like pff, it's just like a you know a second. Yeah. Okay, but line. but so. Would you like to receive like a just a generic message and just like a generic information? Uh, sorry, not this time. Please apply in six months. Would that okay. be just fine? Or do you that, or that would you like be... to have a more personalized message about why you did not qualify you to know, the next we, stage? We have two two phases here because one is where you send your CV and it is rejected because of uh, lack of skills, whatever, in your CV. So this is like a phase zero, right? So here you will never receive uh, like personalized feedback because on what base, right? But the second phase, I would say here, is when you had the interview with real people, right? So the interviewer rejected you for some reasons. And yeah. here, uh, first of all, you are like a subset of all people who send the um, CVs, right? So the number of people is uh, smaller than those hundreds, thousands. And um, generally, when you interview uh, people, you write your feedback to the recruiters, right? Well, this candidate is good because this and this, this candidate is bad because this and that, right? So, so this can be used. Well, partially. I remember there was one in one of the companies uh, from Krakow region, there was a, a huge scandal because uh, the person from the recruitment team uh, sent the full feedback conducted by the you know technical mm. interviewer, right? So some of the information that is provided in the feedback potentially could be shared with the candidate, right? Some of this shouldn't. And uh, I definitely prefer, like, because... I know sometimes recruitment is a lengthy process and people are annoyed by the fact that they need to participate in two, three stages or need to wait a couple of days for the feedback. But from my experience, I prefer to, uh, how my friend uh, phrased it uh, nicely, uh, sleep with the candidate before writing the feedback, uh, just so that uh, the emotions of the interview itself will calm mm -hmm. down and I would have a fresh perspective on the next day and maybe I would need to watch the recording that the interview was recorded. But mm -hmm. at least I would have an opportunity to write uh, just feedback and without any kind of emotion. Because, you know, emotions are usually bad uh, advisors. Well, uh, of course, emotions could be bad, but probably sometimes they can be a trigger to, to change something and to receive something good. Um, but I remember one recruitment process. I was involved. I was a candidate, and uh, I received a feedback. So that was uh -huh. a positive thing. Um, but the content of the feedback was, oh, oh man, I cannot quote this. But like the whole, <laughs> I was even like struggling myself. Like, should I publish this and show it to the world? Because mm -hmm. it was so devastating when it comes to using the words okay. so it was not emotional but it was so judgmental and mm -hmm. uh, i completely understand that like uh, we perceive you in this way da, 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 da. 
but it could be uh, said in in at least one thousand ways. So the, the 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 words that were used were rather um, maybe not like negative, like uh, not, nothing like bad or something, but um, uh, there was a lot of labeling, labeling yeah. of behavior, um, which was as as a psychologist like. I know that we can interpret things in many different ways, and uh, uh, and I would like rather to receive a feedback that will refer to some precise information about uh, skills or something that really really happened, not just interpretation of this. Kind of so, like a relationship. It's not you. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that the, the point is that we talk about this approach from the candidate perspective right we are not uh, seasoned um, people from talent acquisitions so recruitment for us is um, generally uh, being from the uh, this let's say worse side of the of the table right and but uh, actually mm-hmm. question from my side is the is the participation in the recruitment process something that could be a showstopper for you uh, to take part in the recruitment process itself. I mean, you know, the fact that you need to jump through those obstacles, those hoops, and again, mm-hmm. participate in this beauty pageant. Because, you know, sometimes uh, imagine if a company would reach out to you and would tell you, Pavel, here is this big bag of money. Come join us. No recruitment, no strings attached. We know you. We recognize you. You have a reputation. Would that be more helpful? Or would you still want to know that you went well, to those stages and you uh-huh. managed to be better than the competitors for the position. Um, that is a very good question. And, you know, I don't know if it will be better or not. For for sure, it will be more convenient, right? Uh-huh. Um, now, the, the point is that, uh, you know, with experience, with years of experience, with being kind of publicly recognized, you are, well, some of us, uh, are stop being like unknown, right? So there is no really need. For example, if you have person who is uh, participating in a lot of conferences, creating the um, training pr- programs, etc., 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 right? So you may have some input already, right? You don't need to go with this person through the whole process to really ask, "Who are you, my little?" Fellow, so, I would say, uh, sorry, just like uh, to to connect with, uh, with 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 the way how the feedback should look in such situation. Uh, if I would say that in such case, when there's like experienced person, probably recognized, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But like you see that you have on the other side of the table, as you mentioned, someone who really like knows what he is doing, an expert. I would say that this person probably like doesn't need like generic feedback. Like this is definitely like something yeah. something bad. And uh, in such case, like sharing a feedback is extremely difficult. I would say because you don't have an expert, and you need to have the same experience probably to be on the same page to share a feedback. At least this is like minimum. So it would be extremely difficult for someone the case. from the uh, talent acquisition. Yeah, 
Sorry. Do, do you think that conducting technical interviews helps to participate in the technical interview itself? I mean, yes. if you are the one who is recruiting? Yes, for sure. Because you see the behavior of the people. You see how they uh, act, how they respond. Um, you see things which you catching as an interviewer. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can work on those elements which you recognize as yours as well, sometimes, mm-hmm. to, let's brutally say, fix it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and what is, uh, if it's just your interpretation? And, you know, like the candidate had a really a fever that day, let's say. Yeah, that, that, that is true. But again, with the experience, uh, we did a lot of interviews, right? From both sides, really. So uh, this is something... Also something what you have more and more experience. You'll see different things with time, right? You can understand like a hidden messages behind the behavior. And you'll see that someone has fever. I believe this person will just say that, sorry, but I have fever today. Yeah, not I, always. Not, not always. always. That's true. So yeah. maybe this is also somehow misleading. Right, because we are that but good that we for sure will know. But anyway, but I've noticed, you know what? Also, sometimes recruiters don't make it easier for us. I mean, they. It seems like it seems to me like they are sabotaging the whole <laughs> recruitment process since the very first day. Because I remember there was the story that Guido von Loom, who was the inventor of Python language, uh, he posted on his blog that he was he invented the Python language, right? And he was asked by a recruiter in the recruitment process, how many years of experience in Python you have? And he replied, well, all of them. And he didn't get the job just because his answer was identified as impolite or, you know, like obnoxious or whatever, right? But the recruiter themselves did not do a proper research, you know, whom they are interviewing in the first place, right? Now, if, for example, I have 20 years of experience in IT and I've been, you know, a business analyst for the last, I don't know, let's say 10 years or 15 years or whatever, and somehow, suddenly, a recruiter writes to me on one portal or the other saying, please take part in the uh, recruitment process, but we require you to have two years of experience as a business analyst. I'm like thinking, is it really, oh, really? the, the yeah. you know right approach and right offer? And does she have something that would be really able to tempt me? Right, so and there is uh, another story uh, side of this coin because, um, for example, I received a couple of times offer for being um, recruited to the position of Golang developer, and all of this because I have in my profile that uh, as a DevOps engineer I used to work with the team who write the stuff in Golang. Right, so i asked politely what i should fix in my profile to not have more offers like this and um, well sadly i didn't receive any answers to that questions from recruiters also there are now uh, i've noticed a movement on the market because as the whole pandemic comes to an end uh, there are um, companies that decides to force employees to come back to the offices. Yes. Right? And people are saying, oh, I've been working for the last three years from home. Now if the company would ask me to come back and to work from the office, 
that's definitely you know a showstopper for me, and I will be looking for a new new company. Now, do you think this is an opportunity for the employees to look for new uh, offers, or a threat to the companies, or opportunities for the companies to mm-hmm. to well, acquire more people? Who, who you that's know. a good point. We spoke about triggers last time, right? Yeah, and this is one of the trigger. I know people who change their job only because of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's nothing um, unseen, let's say, right in the market. So maybe even this trigger sometimes will be more important than money for, for many people um, in both sides, right? In both directions. So I want to be in office. I, I don't need, I don't want to have a remote only company that I know that people as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a good, a good friend of mine. You know, when the whole pandemic started, he he had a, like a fifty square meter flat with three kids, and you know, he told me that because the kids were um, homeschooled and the wife was working from home, he was working from home. It nearly ended up with a divorce. Luckily, it ended up with a buying a bigger flat for them. But <laughs> so that's a good direction. Then, but, but you know, uh, it depends on the, because you, you use the word market. So yeah, yeah. we could have a market of, of um, employees or employers, and then it affects definitely what people can choose and what companies they can choose to bring back. That's people. for sure. That's for sure. Or yeah. maybe, yeah. And so, I also used the uh, sentence last time that we are spoiled in IT, right? And uh, here I would say exactly the same because uh, right now it's a little bit worse. But uh, for a long time, I received like five, six, seven offers per day. Right? Nice mm-hmm. offers. Uh, of course, this is just the, like an initial yeah, stuff. Take, take part in the recruitment. But right? still, right? There is some invitation. So uh, change of the job for us was reasonably easy, right? And the problem with the recruitment here, I believe from the candidate perspective is if you are in something what one of my managers very nicely named continuous recruitation or continuous recruitment. Um, So he was always in the process just to not lose the momentum right just to not start to be afraid or scared or nervous during the interview if the this offer will come this one offer right um so if we are as a candidate examined by interviewers from time to time more often than for example five years or something this will be more natural for us, right? There will be less stress, less nervous situation. We will know how to behave, how to act, how to sit, how to speak, etc., etc. If you do it once for 10, 15, 20 years, it's scary like hell. Right? So Yeah. But I uh, think I, you touch a very... Sorry, I just need to, uh, to refer to that because uh-huh. uh, um, in the past, uh, I remember that I, I used to um, uh, spend a lot of time uh, with uh, women that were coming back to the uh, to the market uh, after um, childcare, and that was extremely difficult and challenging for them. And um, well, we discussed, we we found some ways how to discuss, how to present, blah blah. blah. But um, one of the things that I noticed um, that was um, decreasing the chances was to thinking that this offer, this interview, this is the one. 
and I believe that this is like like everyone who goes to the in, in, to join some interview now nowadays it's more like online version but yeah. if you join an interview and you're thinking that this is the the only one this one then definitely you lose a lot a lot because that affects your state your mental state that affects your emotions that uh, Jan mentioned at the beginning. And then if you do something that you perceive, ah, that was probably not the best way to mention this, then mm. it can trigger the rest of your interview. The conversation won't be the best. But uh, we all so, had that, that moment mm -hmm. in our life that you think that uh, actually, oh, I wish I would say that. I wish I would, you know, if I would use that argument, things would be definitely different. If I would, you know, not do that, it would be definitely different outcome. Right. So we, we all have that Every moment. Every single so time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we always can be better. Right. There's this saying, my best isn't my good enough. Right. Right. And, and this um, is uh, mm -hmm. this is a psychological mechanism that uh, from studies we know that it helps you to build new scenarios for future. So yeah. this is something I know like no one likes this probably. It's not my favorite thing and way to spend time. Um, but this is something that builds your your future self, uh, your future scenarios. So uh, yeah. treat it with respect, I would say. Yeah, but yeah. you know, don't 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 do only projections, right? Also do self-assessment. And I think Pavel, you touched a very interesting topic, which I think it will be a very good to discuss in our next episodes. When you said that we working in the IT industry are very spoiled, and I think this is something that definitely would be worth to investigate. Why is that? What are the triggers, and what we can do to make things in the IT world better? And I think yeah. on this, this could Sounds be a good, good. point to. To finish this episode and discuss that some other time. So okay, looking forward for this discussion then, because this will be interesting one, I believe. Yeah. Right. So, so thank you very much for today, and uh, yep, see you next week then. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Bye. And that's it for today. This was last week in IT. Thank you for listening and please join us for the next episode. Follow us on social media, subscribe and comment. If you agree, disagree or just want to say hello, we are waiting for you. Stay tuned, stay IT.